preparation, right? Understanding caviar, understanding the N9, understanding the advanced tools, like our no-oriented questions, our accusations audits, um, the cold reads, the thought-shaping questions. Having those ready is going to be more important than having our bargaining sequence ready. And, and the picture here, for those of you that, that don't recognize this photo, the Giants are getting ready to score the go-ahead touchdown. And you got Tom Brady on the other side of the, the – uh, on the, on the other sideline, right? And we all know Tom Brady's the fourth quarter comeback kid. He's made, a, he's made a career out of it. And so strategically, right, in football slash negotiation, we don't want to leave Tom Brady too much time at the end to drive down the field and actually have the Patriots win the game. And so what's happening here to Ahmad Bradshaw is he had never prepared himself for a moment in his professional athletic career, we're scoring the go-ahead points at the end of the fourth quarter was a bad idea. Never mentally prepared himself because he scores, right? Giants go up four. Tom Brady can still come down the field, score a touchdown, seven points, wins the game. And so he gets all the way to the goal line. Well, and I'll start like this. The ball gets snapped. The New England Patriots defense gets out of the way, which is why you can see so many New England Patriots numbers, 74, 24, 55. Those guys are turned the wrong direction because they're literally creating a lane for him to score a touchdown and leave time on the clock. And Brad Bradshaw gets all the way up to the, to the goal line. He starts to take a knee, and then he just falls into the end zone. And scores the touchdown anyway. He got all the way down into the squatter position, completely stopped his momentum, and then fell over as if the wind, like a gust of wind came up and blew him into the end zone. But the reality is his ability to perform, even though he's one of the best athletes in the world at this sport, he wasn't mentally ready for the moment because he never thought about it before. And so we don't want to be the Ahmad Bradshaw that gets all the way up to the goal line, whether that goal line is an anchor or pushback or a fairness issue, and we don't know how to, how to react to that. And we go, how am I supposed to do that? Because that was the thing we read in the book, and we're not further trained beyond that point. And so another, 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 another thing that feeds into this back and forth, everybody runs the numbers. So... Does it give us an advantage to run the numbers too? Probably not an advantage, but at least we're on the same playing field. But I wouldn't use that information to guide our entire approach because they got numbers too, and they're going to have justifications for those numbers. And now we've just gotten into a right fight. Whose justifications are better than the others, right? And this, again, this leads back into this whole tit for tat portion that we want to avoid. Remember, you don't get in life what's fair, you get what you negotiate. If you want to become a better negotiator, click the link in the description below. Thought shaping questions. You know, specifically when it comes to the skills that we teach, no oriented and thought shaping uh, work really well negotiating down. And specifically in regards to no oriented questions, would you be against doing it this way? Or 
am I putting too much pressure on you doing it this way? Or simply, is it impossible to accomplish it like this? The reason why those are, are great questions, especially when negotiating down, is because as, uh, as leaders in an organization, right, as, as an executive or, or you know, VP or somewhere in that region, we don't always got a great feel for what the people underneath us are dealing with pressure-wise or what sort of other uh, demands or efforts have been put on their shoulders by other people that are at our level in the organization. So the great thing about those oriented questions is it allows an opportunity to discuss those things as opposed to do it this way, now get out of my office, right? Which is what we'd love to be able to do every time, but if that always worked, we wouldn't, we wouldn't need to run classes like this, right? And so that's a good start. And I think, I think I brought this up last time, but as a reminder, one of the most brilliant things that I ever saw uh, was actually a colleague of Chris's in the FBI, a guy named Tommy Corgan, used to love starting interactions with people below him in the organization with simply, have I wronged you? Or have, have I wronged you in some way, especially when that individual has not been performing, right? They, they're consistently not cutting the mustard, as it were, or not following through the way you would have wished. And so starting the interaction like that with them, have I wronged you in some way? Ideally, they say no, right? And then accusations audit lead into what we got to discuss. But it opens the, oppor the opportunity for like, you know, actually, I feel slighted by you for these reasons. Right, give us an opportunity to uncover some black swans regarding that interaction with that with the subordinate right out the gate. And then two other things I added here that are not necessarily skills of ours, but I think are paramount when working with people down the line is appreciation of efforts. It's amazing how many money problems can be solved by simply appreciating the effort somebody is currently, uh, currently putting into the process, right? Going back to what we talked about last time, the gentleman that I'm coaching is dealing with from, from a, a, a venture capitalist firm, he's got every intention of asking for a promotion or quitting sometime in the next three to four months. This is his counterpart that he's dealing with. And uh, he doesn't get to fly at first class, when he travels in the United States, he has to pay for his own cell phone, he has to pay for his own internet, and any sort of business subscription that he uses for himself to be really good at his job, he's got to pay for all of those too. Now, I can't guarantee it, but I'd be willing to bet a ridiculous amount of money that if the guy could at least fly first class in the domestic United States, he probably wouldn't be demanding a promotion or I quit in three months. And that's just one simple change. And that speaks to the appreciation of effort. You do a lot for us, you're a VP, we're going to fly in first class, right? And so that, those are a couple of things I want to mention. And then in regards to negotiating up, right, accusations, audits, always paramount. Specifically in regards to skills, I messages and labels. And then also, I also have no oriented questions here, but specifically in regards to I messages, Unfortunately, we have all been in situations with management of some degree where conditioning their behavior in our favor 
is is going to be very advantageous. The I message is the skill is designed to do that, right? It's specifically designed for that. And um, you know, we obviously go over that in, in much more detail in like the N nine class, and we talk about it in our fundamentals. But if you haven't heard about it, it's got got three parts: when you, I feel, because. That's how you execute it. And then obviously an accusations are beforehand is always a great way to drop it in. And then labels to the tune of, it seems like I upset you. It seems like I really caught you off guard. It seems like you're in the middle of something right now, right? It looks, looks like you can't handle it. Seems like you're in the middle of something, right? Any label like that where we're instantly addressing the upper management's um, situation of, of likely wearing many hats juggling many things at once that's a great way to start an appreciation for that and then i mentioned oriented questions uh, and this specifically comes from actually dealing with chris voss believe it or not and, and i think that this applies not only to to chris but a lot of people that are in a position like a visionary position founder position um, you know, face of the organization in a lot of ways, they're in that spot. Chris has trouble answering calibrated questions after 2 p.m. his local time, no matter what time zone he's in, right? It's a, it's a company thing. Do not ask Chris an open-ended question after 2 p.m. his local time. Only ask him no-oriented questions. And the reason for that is because at that point in the day, Right. He's he's made so many decisions. He's had so many conversations. His, he's, he's running on empty as far as his his decision making ability at that point and coming in with a question like, how do you boss? How do you want me to do this? Or boss, what do you think is the best way to handle this? Those sound like easy, easy questions, innocent questions to throw at, at an upper management person. But if they are uh, low on gas, it's only going to upset them because it's like, ah, now I got to sit here and I got to spend the next 15 minutes explaining to you how to do this. Right. And then you still might not get it right because I might leave a detail out as opposed to do you have a problem with me doing it this way? Right. And that's where the switch has to be. Don't stop asking for explanations and just start asking for closed ended. Do you have a problem? If I call them up and kill our relationship right now, do you got an issue with me making this move? Are you against, right? The, the classic closing uh, line. So those, those are great ways to deal with upper management. Um, oh, and one, and one last thing I did leave out in regards to negotiating down. We've all worked our way up the ladder to some degree in various organizations. And what are things that we wished our managers would have said to us when we were in those spots? Probably not a bad idea to go back to the people that are in those spots now underneath you and say, you know, this is something I wish my manager would have told me. This is what I need you to know. Right. And so it, it, they appreciate people appreciate stuff like that.